All right, Shabbosai, good morning, good morning. We have a lot to do today, an incredible daf ahead of us today. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors, our sponsors, our Talmud Torah sponsors, for the month of Nisan, to thank Jerry and Abby Abelbaum for dedicating all the shiurim in memory of Basia Baschaim and David Ben Avram, Drs. Paul and Linda Weinberg for dedicating the shiurim this month in memory of Mordechai Yoshua, Ben Paris, Moshe, Valaya, Miriam, Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating the Shurim this month for Rafu Shalema, for Dana Baker, Matson, Stephen Terry Zinn for dedicating the Shurim this month in honor of their grandson, Bonim Tzvi Hirsch, Naftali Tilson for dedicating the Shurim this month with Akara Satov to his Haver Benjamin Wall and to the entire Shir, Avram and Shane D. Kelman for dedicating the Shurim this month, the creation of the yard site of Sarah Bryna Bas Yoshua Heschel and our Dafyomi sponsor. For today, uh, Robert Emus in commemoration of the yard site of his father, Yaakov Ben Ruvain. And we hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the family's Einacham. With that, let us begin. Today's daf is daf nun 50. We are picking up on. Yeah, I, I think there's something. I think there's something wrong with it today. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the highest volume. So you could look at it if you want. I turned a couple of things. All right. Anyway, so I'll say so. Yeah, the lights aren't working, the microphone's not working. We do have a building fund, by the way, Mir Sasha, and we are building a new building. So, all right, so Mir Sasha. So, we'll say so. So, today's daf is Nun 50. We are picking up on Nantes Summit Base 49B. And we left off, we left off in the incredible story of Menasha and Yeshayo. How ultimately, again, remember, Menasha kills his own grandfather, right? Menasha kills Yeshayo. Ultimately, because he felt that his grandfather had purposely misinterpreted Psukim, that his prophecies, his prophetic words, were going ahead and contradicting those of Moshe Rabbeinu. So we saw again the dramatic circumstances, first of all, surrounding, surrounding Yeshaya's absorption into a tree, his ultimate death. Now the Gemara is going to go back and try to reconcile some of the prophecies of Yeshayo with the words of Moshe Rabbeinu. So the Gemara says, Nikol Mokom Kash, Kashu Adadi. So we'll say, picking up, it's a two, four, six, eight lines off from the bottom. So the Gemara says, but nevertheless, okay, how do we reconcile the prophetic messages of Yeshayahu with Moshe Rabbeinu? Because the Psukim do seem to contradict each other, to which the Gemara says, remember again, Ve'eras Hashem. So remember, let's go back for just a moment. The first contradiction was, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Moshe Rabbeinu said, a person can't see me and live. And remember again, Yeshayahu said, And Yeshayahu said, I'm able to see Hashem sitting on the great on the great throne. So how do we reconcile that? So the Gemara says, also listen to this. So remember, what's the contradiction? So Yeshayahu seemed to say, I saw HaKadosh Baruch Hu sitting on his throne. So Yeshayahu seems to see, indicate that you could see Hashem versus Moshe Rabbeinu who said, you can't see Hashem. So how do I reconcile this? So here we go. This is incredible. All of the Nevi'im saw HaKadosh Baruch Hu through an aspeklaria. We'll call aspeklaria meaning just a scope or a vision that was unclear. Moshe Rabbeinu Nistakel Moshe Rabbeinu saw with complete clarity of vision. So how does that answer the question? I'll both say this is absolutely profound. Look at Rashi. Last Rashi on the daf. 
Ukisvurim Liros Velo Ro. So Rabbi said, Moshe Nistaka Baspaklayami Yiraviyadoshlara Bafara. Rabbi said, let, let me explain the words and explain the concept. Moshe Rabbeinu, who had the greatest amount of clarity and prophetic vision, realized, thank you, realized that what he saw was not complete. Was not complete. Ultimately, again, poor Maishi, the guy's just back, he's taking care of lights and sound. All right, so. Right, somebody's going to tell him there's a spill on aisle nine next. You know, so, uh, thank you, thank you. So, so, so what happens? So this is absolutely incredible. So what's incredible to see is as follows. Moshe Rabbeinu, who had, quote-unquote, complete clarity of vision, realized that what he saw was incomplete. Everyone else who did not have complete clarity of vision thought that what they saw was complete, when in fact, it was incomplete. Meaning what? Meaning what? That halacha says sometimes you don't know what you don't know. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu, who had the, the greatest clarity of vision that a human being could have, recognized that even with all of that clarity, he was not seeing the complete nature of the Ribono Shalolam. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu says, Kilo Yirani Adam Vachai. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I have seen more than any other mortal could possibly see. And yet I know that what I have seen is not complete. Other people who did not have the clarity of vision thought that what they saw was everything to see. So Yeshua Nabi thinks that he's seen God. See, so he says, Oh, I saw Kodesh Baruchu. Moshe Rabbeinu was so more than any other mortal realized that he was only seeing but a glimpse, which I will say is such a profound idea. Sometimes when you know very little, you think you know a lot. But when you know a lot, you realize how very little you truly know. Such a profound yisod. Moshe Rabbeinu, who sees that Kodesh Baruch Hu, realizes, ah, this is but a tip of the iceberg. Yeshayahu, who saw very little, thought that he saw a lot. Incredible. The Gemara goes weiter. What about the second issue? Der Shu Hashem Behimatso. Shabbos said the second issue was that Moshe Rabbeinu said, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Mika Hashem Elokinu Bechol Karinu Elav. Moshe Rabbeinu said, who was like Hashem, who was always available to us. Which sounds like you could connect with that Kaddish Baruch Hu whenever you want. Versus Yeshayahu who said, versus Yeshayahu who said, Der Shu Hashem Behimatso. Seek out Hashem when He is available, which sounds like at times Hashem is available, and at times, or actually not available, accessible, and at times He's not. So how do you reconcile those two? No problem. The Gemara says, Yeshua Hashem Matzo, Habiyachid, Habitzibor. I will say, incredible. When you reach out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a Yachid, there are times where God is more accessible, and times that God is less accessible. But when you reach out to Hashem as part of a tzibur, as part of a minion, as part of a collective, as part of a congregation, then the Ribbono Shal Olam is always accessible. I says the Gemara of Yochid Amas, when is that Kodesh Baruch Hu accessible even to the individual? Amrav Nachman, Amrav Aravua, Elu Asar Yomim, Bein Shebein Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippurim. Wow. They will say, when is that Kodesh Baruch Hu accessible even to the Yochid? Aseris Mitzvah. Aseris So I will say such an incredible idea. Therefore, again, when Moshe Rabbeinu says, Mi Kashem Elokinu Bechol Karinu Elav, who is like Hashem, who is always accessible to us, 
That's in the context of a tzibor. When you embed yourself as part of a collective, when you embed yourself as part of a congregation, when you are part of something bigger than yourself, then the schus of the rabbim allows you to access the ribono shal olam whenever and wherever you want. But when you go at it yourself, then ultimately, again, there's, limit, there's more limited connection. But there is a time when even the Yachid can access HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right, in, in, in an unfiltered way, and that's the Sarah The days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Incredible. So the Gemara goes right there. The Gemara says, This is incredible. So I'll say the last issue, the last issue was as follows. Moshe Shabbat said, Which sounds like, which sounds like, Ultimately, again, there is a, every person has a fixed lifetime. Has a fixed lifetime. And HaKadosh Baruch, excuse me, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not subtract or add to the number of years of a person's lifetime. Versus Yeshayahu who said, Vausafti al yomecha chamesh esreshana. So, so Yeshayahu said, I will, I will add on to your life 15 years. Which sounds like Hashem does add on to the lifetime of a person. So, which one is it? Is a lifetime fixed, or, or ultimately again, can it be added or subtracted from? Tush the Gemara says Tanaihi. This is fascinating. It's Machlokes Tanaim. The Sanya es misbayamecha amale. The pasuk says Moshe Rabbeinu says, "I will go ahead and I will go ahead and literally fill out the days of or complete the days of your life." Tap of Nun elu doros. I will say this refers ultimately again to the number of years that Rashi says over here, when a person is born, there's a certain lifetime that is decreed for that individual. If a person is Zoha, right? If a person lives a correct kind of life, then he gets those years. Right? If you don't, if you don't have the requisites, Ultimately, those years are diminished. Divi Rabbi Akiva. These are the words of Rabbi Akiva. So we'll say, in Rabbi Akiva's model, you're, when, you, when you come into this world, you're given a certain number of years. Right? Those, the, the number of years does not go up. But what can happen? What can happen? They could be diminished. Right? So if I'm Zoha, if I'm Zoha, I get my, number, my predestined number of years. If I'm not Zoha, right? If I haven't earned them, then ultimately they could be diminished. The Chum, the Chum say no. The Chacham seem to say that if you're Zoha, you get more years. If you're not Zoha, you get less years. So fundamental machlokes will say about ultimately again how we go ahead and establish or how we look at the lifespan of a person. Amr Rabbi Akiva said to Rabbi Akiva, Hareyu Omer Vahosafti Ayamecha Khamesh Sreshana. Rabbi Akiva, what do you do with the Pasik that says, I will add on to your life 15 years? Which is the Ramshalom saying that lifespan can be elongated. Amrlahem Mishalo Hosifulo. So Rabbi Akiva will say that Pasik. That Pasik. I will say the Pasik is the Pasik is sorry, the Pasik is in Malachim base. So what's I so remember again this is by this is by Malachiskyo. Right? So by Melch is so Yeshayo Sitzhiskyo, I will add on to your lifespan fifteen years. They say Rabbi Akiva, what do you do with the fact that Yeshayo said to Khiskyo, I'm gonna give you fifteen more years of life? What what about that? To which the Gim Rabbi Akiva will say, Amrlahem, Mishaloho Sifolo. This is fascinating. What the Nabu was really saying to Chizkiah was, you are going to lose 15 years of your predestined lifespan because you are not Zoha. I'm going to give you back 
those predetermined years. In other words, he wasn't getting extra years. He was getting the years with which he was born that he was going to lose because ultimately, again, the story we spoke about yesterday, I'm going to give you back those years that were already yours. Look at Rashi. Mishalo Sifalo. They're going to take away those 15 years of Chizkyo. And now the Navi says, I'm going to give them back to you. And I can tell you, here's the proof. What's the proof? The proof is that the Navi is standing and prophesizing, and he says, The Navi says that there's going to be a king from the Davidic line by the name of Yoshio. And I will say, the prophecy about Yoshio was said even before Menashe's father was born. To which the most of Rabbanon. So we'll say, see, see from here, look at Rashi. You see from here, Shahari Navi Nisnavi, Bimei Ravam, Shanim Harbe Kodem, Hine Ben Nolot the base David, Yoshio Shmo, Obishas Choyo Shachiskia, Dain Lo Nolot Menasha, Shimeno Yatsi Yoshio, Havi Omer Bishas Choyo Gazro Lifchos Mishanov, Ukishazaki Shlimolo. The fact that when Chiskia was sick, they already prophesied. Right before Chizkiyahu was sick, he already prophesied that he was going to have a grandson, Yoshio. Menashe wasn't even born. So you see from here, you see from here that it was predestined. Ultimately, again, the Chizkiyahu was going to live. He's going to have a son, Menashe, grandson, Yoshiyahu. And when the Navi says you're going to get another 15 years, it wasn't another 15 years, but rather what? The truth is, the Gemara says, it could have been from Chizkiyot, it could have been from someone else. The idea being that there was going to be a king by the name of Yoshio, who he was going to come from, that could have been the variable. We'll say, but for our purposes, again, it is not a stira between Yeshayo and Moshe Rabbeinu, but rather, again, it represents two different schools of thought with how HaKadosh Baruch Hu determines the lifespan of man. Quite incredible. One opinion saying, man is born with a fixed number of years and they're his to lose. They're his to lose. You're not getting any more than what HaKadosh Baruch Hu ordained for you when you came into this world. That number is fixed. The only variable is negative behavior could diminish those number of years. But, that, but there's a ceiling. All of us are born with a lifespan ceiling. Versus Rabbi Akiva, who says, So no, I'm sorry, that is Rabbi Akiva. Chachamim say, absolutely not, absolutely not. Lifespan is a variable. If you do the right thing, you get more years. You do the wrong thing, you get less years. So we'll just follow who's, who's right. It's a fundamental machlokis and how HaKadosh Baruch who determines lifespans in this world. I'll just point out something very interesting. If you take a look at Tosis, Tosis says over the top, Tosis on Nuna Madaf, Mosif and Lo, Fahadaramoid Cotton, Bane Chaye Umizone, Lav Bishusa Talia Milsa, Ella Bimazlo Talia Milsa. Shabbos say, this is incredible. Tosis says, Rabbanan Har Chachamim, Chachamim want to advance a model that if, you're, that if you merit it, you could have a longer life. And ultimately, again, if you don't merit it, you have a shorter life. Which sounds like the entire lifespan of a person is determined or is based on their actions, their dynamic spiritual activity. The Tosa says, here's the problem. That Gimar Masech Smoid Cotton says, there are certain things that are dependent on mazel. Right? However, you write out mazel, right? Nothing to do with your individual merits. So what are the things that are dependent on mazel? Children, chaye, right? Lifespan, mizone, parnasa. So how could the chachamim say over here that your lifespan is dependent on, is dependent on your zechuyos? They both say, look what Tosa says. There's something so profound. Pshita deschus gadol moil. Wow. 
So Tosa says, I want to say something absolutely amazing. Tosa says, even if you subscribe to the idea that children, Parnasa, lifespan is dependent on Mazel, everyone agrees that it's Chus Gadol. But say, what's a Chus Gadol? Dynamic, dramatic life activity changes the equation. Could change, could, I, could tilt the scales. See, I say, isn't this absolutely profound? Even if you subscribe to a model that says, that there are certain things in life that may be determined by mazel, there is no such thing as an inability to control your fate. There is no such thing as an inability to control the trajectory of your life. Because a schus gadol, a dynamic act, a dramatic act, always has the ability to change the direction your life is going. Such an incredible yisot. Even if you subscribe to the concept that there are certain things governed by mazel, zechus gadol, take dynamic, dramatic, decisive action and change the course of your life. Incredible. Ishto shemesa, yivinto shemesa. Remember again, the end of the Mishnah spoke about the idea that achos isha, that the prohibition to marry one's wife's sister applies as long as what? One's wife is alive, even if what? Even if what? even if you're no longer married. So the Mishnah illustrated this with a whole bunch of cases, right? If you divorce her, you still can't marry her sister. But if she dies, you can marry her sister. If you divorce her and she marries someone else and then dies, you can marry her sister. If she divorced, right? A whole bunch of cases, but, but the bottom line was always the same, which is the prohibition of Achos Isha applies even if you're divorced your wife, as long as she's still alive. It's only once she dies, the prohibition goes away. To which the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosef, Kan Shana Rebbe, Mishnah Shenetzricha. Here Rebbe taught an unnecessary Mishnah. Look at Rashi. Mishnah Shenetzricha. Dezil Kari Bey Rav, Dezil Kari Bey Rav, Hu Allah Bechaya, Shalom Nasra Achose Allah Bechaya. The Bible says, this is Mephor Shapasik. Mephor Shapasik, right? That ultimately, again, the Pasik says, Allah Bechaya. That ultimately wife sister is prohibited as long as the wife is alive, even if husband and wife are no longer married. It's an explicit pasuk in the Torah, and Rebbe yet felt the need to mention it in the Mishnah, which is fine. But the fact that he went ahead and felt the need to express it in all of the various cases, so ultimately Rabbi Yosef says unnecessary Mishnah, unnecessary Mishnah. Good. Rabbi Yosef Mazel Tov Hadron Aloch Hacholitz Mazel Tov. Another parak of Yevamis under our belt. What a feeling. What a feeling. Good. We'll say let's go right. Now we come to a really fascinating sugya. Rabbi Gamil Omer. Ain get achar get. Velo ma'amar achar ma'amar. Velo be'ila achar be'ila. Velo chalitza achar chalitza. Okay. So we'll say here we go. So what's the case over here? So let's go through these. Rabbi Gamil says, there is no case of a get achar get. Now bless you. What does that mean? Take a look at Rashi. Ain get achar get. So Rashi says over here. Rashi says over here, We'll say a very straightforward case. Right? Let's say again, Ruvain. Ruvain has two women waiting for him. He had two brothers who died. Right? Shimon and Levi both passed away, leaving behind widows, Rachel and Leah. Right? They will say, unlike our, Rachel and Leah are unrelated to each other. Right? They're, two, right? they're just two, they're two women. Actually, look, I, sorry, I take that back. I take that back. Shimon passed away. Shimon had two wives, Rachel and Leah. Okay, now Ruvain, right, Rachel, Rachel and Leah are the sisters-in-law, right, both the wives of the deceased Shimon, now waiting for Ruvain, for Yibo. Okay, that's the case. So, so two women, two wives of Shimon, Shimon passes away, the two women fall for Yibo to Ruvain. 
Now what, now what did Ruvain do, Rashi says? Benasan, get lezuv, get lezuv. Ruvain gave a get to Rachel and a get to Leah. Like I said, don't ask why. He just did it. He just did it. Right? So I'll say, what's Talacha? Eino Asr Bekrovos Shnia. Shdi'i Kama Ahani Hapaka Zeka Detarbayu. So I'll say, listen to this. Now here's the Shaila. Now we're going to see, we already saw, once you give a get, once you give a get, to your Yivam Rabosai, what's the halacha? What do you have to do now? What do you have to do? Chalitza. Right? Because essentially, although a get does in no way, a get doesn't end Zika. Right? It doesn't really end Zika. But what it essentially does is it kind of, at least Midir says you can no longer do Yibom. So the Hebrews say, here's the Shaila. Here's the Shaila. So let's take a step back for just a moment. Here's what we know. When you do Chalitza with a woman, so a Chalitza is essentially treated like a Grusha. And when a woman is a grusha, ultimately, again, you're prohibited in the grusha's relatives. So the shayla that we're going to deal with over here is as follows. When Reuven gives a get to Rachel and then a get to Leah, so what's his limitation in terms of Leah's relatives? The second wife. I understand that maybe by Rachel, the first wife he gave a get to, ultimately, again, he's going to do chalitza, and halacha again, he's going to be prohibited in her relatives afterwards. What's the implication of giving a get to Leah, the second wife? So Begamil says, Ain get achar get. Once you give a get to Rachel, right? So the get you give to Leah is meaningless and inconsequential, which means that Leah remains an unrelated party. So obviously it's still going to have to be Chalitza that's done, but assuming that Ruvain ends up doing Chalitza with Rachel, Ruvain is not prohibited at all to any of Leah's relatives. Let's go back to Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says, So Ruvain went ahead and gave a get to Rachel and gave a get to Leah. He is not prohibited in the relatives of Leah. Because we'll say, let's play this out. If the first get that he gave to Rachel, if that get worked, the zika of both of the women was gone. Right? And if the first get didn't do anything, then ultimately, again, the second get doesn't do anything either. Therefore, again, Rabbi Gamil essentially says it's like this. We're not totally sure exactly what giving a get to a Yavama does. We're going to see it's a machlokas. But here's what I know. If giving the first get to Rachel dissolves the Zeka, then ultimately the second get to Leah is what? Is meaningless because the Zeka has already been dissolved. And if the first get is not meaningful at all, right? If the first get is meaningless, then what? The second get is meaningless as well. So Mimanav Shach, Rabbi Gamliel says, the second get has no implications. Leah is like an unrelated party, assuming that he ends up doing Chalitza with with. Rachel, and therefore he'd be permitted to go ahead and marry the relatives of Leah sometime later on. That's what it means, in get acha get. Similarly, look at next Rashi, Rashi says, Same idea. If he does ma'amar with Rachel and then ma'amar with Leah, the ma'amar with Leah is inconsequential. Again, we'll see all this in the Gemara. Now we'll say this is an interesting one. What if he has relations with Rachel and then relations with Leah? 
So the Gemara says the relations with Leah are meaningless. Now, so what does that mean, meaningless? Look at Rashi. So both say what that means is the second act of Bia is not an act of Yibum, right? And Halacha Lamaisa, and both say it is prohibited, right? And it is an Isra of Znus. When it says it's meaningless, it means it does not create halachic realities. So both say this is the Shita of Rabbi Gamliel, that essentially once you perform a process with one of the women, the process done with the other woman is halachically meaningless. And therefore, again, that woman remains an unrelated party. And therefore, halacha once the union is dissolved, right? Once the union is dissolved, halacha you remain permitted to the relatives of wife number two. Again, we'll define this more in the Gemara. Chum the Chum, on the other hand, say, yesh ket achaget, yesh ma'amar achamamar. So we'll say, the Chum disagree. The Chacham say there is get achar get. Look at Rashi. First white line in Rashi. Second one. First and second one. Yesh get achar get. The Kamalo Dakal Gamre. Hilchach Akati Ika Pal Gazeka. The Habay Chalitza. Hilchach Ahani Basra. The Habi Grushasa. The Asav Kravosel. Shabbos listeners. Chacham say not true. Not true. like when you give a get, right? Let's play this out. Right, so Shimon dies. Shimon left behind two wives, Rachel and Leah. The two women now fall to Ruvain for Yibum. So Ruvain gives Rachel a get. So we'll say, so what happens when Ruvain gives Rachel a get? Does that get dissolve the Zika? Does it dissolve the Zika? Even if you say that a get does something, it's certainly what? It's certainly what? It doesn't do everything. So therefore, again, the Chachamim will say, there's still a Zika. And therefore, again, when Ruvain now gives a second get to Leah, that is a meaningful act as well because there's still a zika, there's still a zika there, right? It still exists. And therefore, Allah Chalamaisa, the Chum will say, both women essentially take on the status of a grusha, which means that even if he goes ahead and subsequently does chalitza with Rachel, he still remains prohibited to the relatives of Leah by dint of the get that he gave her. The second get is meaningful. Similarly, yesh ma'amar achamamar. Similarly, again, ultimately, ma'amar achamamar is also going to go ahead and be meaningful. Well, so we'll see how that plays out. Avalo bi'ila achar bi'ila. Sorry, avalo, avalo, avalo. Lo achar bi'ila, velo achar chalitza klum. What the chalom will say is that halo chalamaisa, once there's bia, we'll say bia is yibom. Once there's Yibum, then what? Anything that occurs after Yibum is meaningless. In other words, anything that occurs with the second wife after Yibum is meaningless. Similarly, once there's Chalitza, anything that occurs after Chalitza is meaningless. So, what Chamar adding on over here is in Halacha Lamaisa, once you do Yibum or Chalitza, we're done. We're done. So, anything you do with the second wife afterwards is meaningless. But Halacha Lamaisa, anything before Yibum or Chalitza, is potentially meaningful. So both say, the fundamental machlokis over here, we're going to really see, is according to Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel is unsure about what the get does or doesn't do. He's unsure about what ma'amar does or doesn't do. So if get works, if get works, says Rabbi Gamliel, then after he gave the get to the first wife, whatever he did to the second wife is meaningless. If get doesn't work, if it's meaningless, if it's meaningless for wife one, meaningless for wife number two, same thing with ma'amar. The chacham hold no. Get does, get, get is somewhat effective, but doesn't dissolve the zeka. 
And therefore, again, giving a get to both women has an implication on both women. Ma'amar, implication for both women. But once you do yibum or once you do chalitza, that's it, the process is over. So, so the Gemara says, and I will say, Ketzad ultimately, again, is telling us, what's the case? How do you illustrate this case? Here we go. Get. So we'll say, here we go. So let's say he went ahead. Let's say he went ahead. And I'll both say, this is illustrating this first in a case of one Yavam, one Yavama. Get. So I'll say, let's say again, simple case, right? Shimon dies, leaves behind one wife, Rachel. Ruven now has to do Yimur Chalitza. What does Ruven do? Ruven does Ma'amar with Rachel, right? Ma'amar with Rachel. Get. And then he gives her a get. Okay. Are we done yet? Are we done yet? No. Tzricha himena chalitza. Still need chalitza. Right, so we know this. Again, Gmar's mission now is just illustrating all the different variations of cases. It's just a simple case. One yavam, one yavama. So Reuven gives, Reuven does ma'amar with Rachel, apparently with the intention to marry her, do yibum. Right? Then he gives her a get. The get doesn't fully dissolve the union. You still need chalitza. Okay. Asa ma'amar v'chalitza. And we'll say, what happens if Reuven does ma'amar with Rachel? But what? Now he does chalitza. Is that enough? No. Tzricha, he meant a get. You still need a get. Because you must remember, again, once you do ma'amar, you need something to dissolve the ma'amar, midrabanon, besides chalitza. Okay? Awesome ma'amar ubal. What happens if Allah al he did ma'amar, and then he had relations with her? Harezu kimitzvasa. Then I both say, ultimately, again, that's, what do we call that? What do we call that? That's called yibam. That's called yibam, and we're done. Good. I will say, here we go. Nosan get What happens if he first gave her a get? Again, I will say, these are just all variations of different cases, right? So the Yavam, right, Ruvain gave Rachel a get, and then he did Ma'amar. Okay, so what's Talacha? Tzricha get the Chalitza. So we'll say, in that case, she's going to need a get. And we'll say, what you begin to see is anytime you do Ma'amar, and then you decide that you don't want to do Yibam with this woman, what do you have to do? Right? You need Chalitza, because you always need Chalitza to close it out. But once there's ma'amar, you're going to require a get as well. Nasan get ubal. What happens if he gave her a get? Ultimately, again, and then he had relations with her. So listen to this. Tzricha get the chalitza. So I'll say, this is fascinating. You need to get in the chalitza. Why did I say? Because here's what the Mishnah is teaching. We'll see this in the Gemara. Once you give a get to your Yavama, what are you effectively doing? What are you effectively doing? You are essentially closing out the possibility of evil. That's what the get says. So now, even when you subsequently have relations with, man has relations with, or Reuben has relations with Rachel, that's a biasnos. That's a biasnos. That's an act of immorality. That's a prohibited act. And therefore, again, halach halamaisi has to give her a get and chalitza. Nasan get the chalatz. If he gave her a get and then did chalitza, ein achar chalitza klum. Ultimately, we'll say, so again, once you do chalitza, once you do chalitza, as you saw in the Mishnah, halach halamaisi, we are done. I will say, here we go. Chalatz va'asam ma'amar, nasan get uba'al. So we'll say, listen to this case. What happens if halach al-maysa? He did chalitza, right? He did chalitza. And then after chalitza, and then after chalitza, did one of the following. Asam ma'amar, nasan get uba'al. So, right, so chalitza, step one. And then after chalitza, he did either ma'amar, get, or relations. Or ba'al, or ultimately had relations the one thing we do know is, right, that everyone is agreeing with over here is that what? Once you do chalitza, what happens? We're done. 
We're done. So you have both say, here's what's interesting. If you notice, by the way, that's not necessarily the case with Bia, because we did see a case where there's Bia, but yet Bia doesn't, doesn't end the process, right? Remember, where do we see that? If he gives her a get first, and then does Bia, you might have thought that I did Bia. So what is Bia? Bia is Yibam. No, so you see that halacha lamaisa, if he gave her a get, we're going to see that midrabanon get precludes yibum. So you could have a get, then bia, which looks like yibum, right? And yet, nevertheless, halacha lamaisa, we're still going to require a chalitza after that, which is fascinating. Yet by chalitza, once the chalitza is done, the process is over. No, no, my days are all side. Achos yivama, achos yivama, achos liyavam echad, all of these principles apply whether we're dealing with one Yavam to one Yavama or one Yavam to two Yavamas. Right? So I will say, now watch this. Now we're going to illustrate the case with one Yavam, two Yavamas. Which I will say, remember again, that's our, that's our case that we were seeing before. Right? Shimon passes away. Shimon has two wives, Rachel and Leah. Up until now, we were dealing with Shimon died. He had one wife, Rachel. And these are all, up until now, these are all the variations of the case between Ruve the Yavam and Rachel the Yavama. Now, Shimon passed away, left behind two wives. Two wives, Rachel and Leah. Here we go. Ketzar. Asa ma'amar bazu u ma'amar bazu. If, if Ruvain did ma'amar with Rachel and ma'amar with Leah, tzrichos shnei gitin vechalitza. Ultimately, what are you going to need, Rabbi Osai? What are you going to need? Two gitin and chalitza, right? So remember again, two gitin, two gitin for who? One for Rachel, one for Leah. How many acts of chalitza? Just one. Who do you do chalitza with? Whoever you want. Whoever you want, right? So I will say, remember again, now that goes, that clearly this is, seems to be reflecting the view of the Chachamim of Yesh Get Achar Get. We'll see in the Gemara. Yesh Get Achar Get. Good. Ma'amar Lezu Uveget Lezu. I will say, what happens if he does Ma'amar with Rachel? And let's say I get with Leah. So I will say, what's the halacha? Tzricha Get Vechalitza. So you need to get, a get for who? A get for who? Rachel, the Ma'amar wife, and Chalitza. Right? I will say, because remember again, once a get has been given, you no longer have an option for what? Yibum. Right? Yibum is off the table. So once, once get was given, Yibum is off the table. There has to be a chalitza. So I will say, remember again, whenever we're going to talk about, whenever we're going to talk about, I just want, j- just to clarify, in a case where you do ma'amar with two women, you're going to need a get for both of those women. But chalitza never has to be done with more than what? One wife. Very important distinction. Ma'amar bazu balzu. What happens if he does ma'amar with Rachel and bia with Leah? So what's the halacha? Srichos beiz gin. You're going to require two gin v'chalitza. And ultimately again a chalitza. Okay, take a look at Rashi. Kirayt srichos shnei gin. Rashi says, Kirabanan, this is what we just mentioned before. Da'amar ma'amar acha ma'amar v'yebumi lo dehechi li avid. So good, fine. We'll go through this. Say, what happens if he did Ma'amar with Rachel and Chalitza with Leah? So what happens over here? Harishona Tzricha Get. So remember again, in this case, in this case, so Chalitza has already been done. Once Chalitza has been done, then what? Then what? We're done. But remember, you do have to address the fact that there is a Ma'amar wife over here, so she's going to require a get. Get Lazu, the get Lazu. 
We'll say, what happens if you went out and you, give a, you gave a get to Rachel and to Leah? So what's the halacha? Tzrichos heimenu chalitza. They are going to require chalitza. Now look at Rashi. Tzrichos heimenu chalitza. We'll say, the Lashon is a little misleading because it sounds like both women are going to require chalitza. So Rashi points out over here, achos ve'asr bekrovos shniyad rabbanon hu diyishket achar get. So we'll say, so obviously whenever, as I mentioned before, whenever we require chalitza, Chalitza only is required by one wife. Get lezu, uba'al lezu. What happens if he gave Rachel a get, right? And had Bia with Leah. So what's the halacha? Tzricha, get, v'chalitza. Ultimately, again, you're going to require a get. You're going to require a get. And chalitza. Okay. So the Gemara says, get lezu. I just want to point out, these are all just variations in the same cases. But what you begin to see is as follows. Halacha l'maysa. Once you give a get, once you give a get, so let, let's go through with what we know, right? Once you give a get, then what's going to happen? Yibum is impossible, right? That's what we know, right? Yibum cannot be done. How you reconcile, right? How you deal with it, but Yibum is not going to be possible, right? Once you have chalitza, case is closed. But even once you do chalitza, if you don't accept that, if, if a ma'amar was done with one of the women, then you're going to have to what? Undo the ma'amar. You're going to have to unwind some of these things. So get lazu ma'amar lazu. What happens if you give a get to Rachel? Ma'amar to Leah. Tzricha get the chalitza. You're going to require a get for the ma'amar wife and chalitza. Okay. Get lazu the chalat lazu. What happens if you gave a get to Rachel and chalitza to Leah? Then I both say in that case, in that case what? But this is an easy case. Right? Get to Rachel, chalitza to Leah. I both say what do you need? What do you need? Nothing. Right, because remember again, you gave a get to Rachel, there's no follow-up on that, and you did chalitza with Leah. We're done. Ein achar chalitza klum. Ultimately, again, once chalitza is done, we're done. We're done here. Chalatz v'chalatz. So we'll say, what happens if you did chalitza with Rachel, chalitza with Leah? Oh, chalatz v'asa ma'amar. Or you did chalitza with Rachel, ma'amar with Leah. Or nasan get ubal. Or you went ahead and you gave a get to one. Bia with the second. Oh, Baal Ubal. Or Bia with both of them. Oh, Baal. Busy guy. Oh, Baal. V'asam Ma'amar. Or ultimately again, Bia with Rachel. Ma'amar with Leah. Or Nasan Get. V'chalatz. Or you gave a get. And Chalitza. Ein Achar Chalitza Klum. So I will say, again, we're going to see why we need to illustrate why right, all of these cases when, when the core principles are really the same. So first of all, it's clear the Mishnah is paskining. That's clear how the Mishnah is paskining. And again, I will say, it, it's actually very straightforward. It's very straightforward. When there's ma'amar, you're going to have to get out of that with a get, right? No matter what. Once there's a ma'amar wife, you're going to have to get out of that. Even if you did chalitza with the second wife, once there's chalitza, chalitza closes out the process, but there is an exception to that. If there was a ma'amar wife, right, if you did ma'amar with Rachel and chalitza with Leah, you're still going to have to give Rachel a get to get out of that ma'amar. Furthermore, once a get has been given, midrabana now be, sorry, yibum becomes an impossibility. Okay, so the Gemara says, these cases apply. Ben yavam yavam they both say all of this is true whether we're dealing with the case of one Yavam to two Yavamas or two, ya- or two, or two brothers, let's say to one Yavama. 
Eved did chalitza, and then ma'amar nasan get ubaal, ubaal va'asa ma'amar nasan get the chalats. Ein achar chalitza klum bein betchila bein beemtsa bein besof. So both say this is an actually very interesting statement that we're going to discuss. That whenever chalitza is done, chalitza ends the process, no matter where in the continuum chalitza is performed. Once chalitza is done. Ultimately, again, the process is completed, whether chalitza is done in the beginning, the middle, or the end. Incredible. Vabi'ila, so we'll say, what about bia? What about bia? Vabi'ila, bizman she betchila in acharaklum. See, I will say, bia is the first thing, like I will say, in a case where Ruvain does bia, right, with, Ruvain does bia with Rachel, right? Bia with Rachel. So I will say, once there's a bia with Rachel, I will say, what happens? What happens? Done. That's called hibum. So we're done. So bi'ila, so we'll say, here's, what's, here's the interesting distinction between what we'll call bia and chalitza, or yibam and chalitza. Chalitza, we said, right, kind of slams on the brakes on the process whenever chalitza is done, right? Once you do chalitza, we're done, we're done. Then we'll say, that being said, there may be certain other things you might have to do to unwind other things. Like if ma'amar was done, you may still have to give a get. But Lamaisa, the process is closed. Once Chalitza is done, no matter where Chalitza is performed in the continuum of this process, Bia is different. If Bia is the first thing, then then we're done, right? So if Bia is the first thing that's performed, then Lamaisa, that's Yibum, and the process is closed. However, here is the difference. If Bia is not the first thing, but let's say there was Get or there was Ma'amar or there are other things, then Bia does not go ahead and close down the process. So Nechemia posits that Bia and Chalitza are the same. And whenever they are performed in the process, it shuts everything down. So both sides are really fascinating machlokas. Here's what's fascinating with this. Everyone agrees that chalitza, whenever performed in the process, ultimately shuts it down. Once chalitza is done, we're done. Again, that being said, you may have to do other things to kind of unravel other acts that have been performed, but chalitza brings this narrative to an end. Bia, what does Bia do? Right? Does Bia do the same thing like chalitza and kind of shut everything down or not? That's a machlokis. Tanakama holds Bia only shuts everything down when it's the first thing that's done. But if it's done either middle or end, it doesn't necessarily shut everything down. Rabbi Nechemia holds Bia is the same thing as chalitza. Once Bia is done, brings the entire process to a grinding halt. Mission accomplished. Good. I will say, let's analyze. So the machlokis between Rabbi Gamil and is only in a case of get achar get and ma'amar achar ma'amar. However, aval get, we'll say first wide line, no number days. Aval get echad biyavama u ma'amar echad biyavama mahani. But I'll say what it sounds like over here is as follows. That if halacha lamaisa, you gave a get, you gave a get to one person, to one woman, right? You gave a get to Rachel, and then ultimately again, ma'amar with Leah, that that would work. Mahani. So we'll say, take a look at Rashi just a moment. First Rashi in the Gemara, about uh, nine lines in. Nine lines into Rashi. Aval get echad biyavama, o ma'amar echad biyavama, mahani get biyavama, lemekam below yivna, v'shuv lo yibem, 
was only when you're repeating the same process to both women. Same process to both women. Get acher, get mamar, acher mamar. But if you went ahead, says the Gemara, and did get to Rachel, and then ultimately mamar to Leah, that should work. Right? Again, look at Rashi. Aval get echad b'yivama, o mamar echad b'yivama, mahani get b'yivama, lemekam ale below yivna. So we'll say, if you were to give a get to Rachel, if you were to give a get to Rachel, then halacha lamaisa, again, what that would do was ultimately, again, prevent you from marrying Rachel. Right? Ultimately, I will say, what we're going to see is midrabanan, and this is very interesting, midrabanan, the giving of a get essentially prohibits yibum, which is fascinating. This is all midrabanan. Right? Once you give a get, once you give a get, yibum becomes impossible. Yibum becomes impossible. V'shuvlo yibim, We'll listen to this. If you, once you give a get to Rachel, what happens now if you were to do ma'amar with Leah? So the Gemara suggests everyone agrees that the get you gave to Rachel is effective. Effective in what sense? Effective in what sense? That you can't do yibum. And would say that if you were trying to do yibum, right, gives you the prohibition, you may not marry this woman. And therefore, if you were to subsequently do ma'amar with Leah, what does the ma'amar with Leah require? A get. A get. Now, of course, what are you still going to need to go ahead and finish out this process? Chalitza. You're going to need chalitza. But Lamaisa will say, the Yemarish is picking up on the idea that the machlokes, Rabbi Gamliel, and the Chum in the Mishnah is when you're repeating the same process for both women. But if it's a get with Rachel, and ma'amar with Leah, that would require a response for both women. That would work. And therefore, again, the get with Rachel says, Yibum is impossible, but doesn't dissolve the zika, right? The zika is still there. And therefore, when he does ma'amar with Leah, that's going to require a get. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, Mahani, my time, what's the reason? My time, Amra Banan, get be Yavama Mahani. But say, this is incredible. Why does it get by a Yavama work? Let's, say, let's, just, let's just analyze it just a moment, right? Just a simple case. Shimon dies, leaves behind two women, Rachel and Leah. Reuben's gonna, Reuben has a responsibility. Reuben gives Rachel a get. Reuben gives Rachel a get. So we'll say, now what do we know from our Mishnah? Once you give a get, what does that do? What does it do? Rashi just said, once you give a get, you cannot do Yibam. There is an Isra to do Yibam. Why? I would say, first of all, it's Dirabara, it's not Doraisa. I mean, what is what happens? When Doraisa, when you give a get to your Vama, what happens? What happens? Absolutely nothing. So why did Chazal legislate that once you give a get to your Yevama, Yibum is Aser, to which the ones I'll tell you, this is incredible, I'll say. So my, so my, my time, Ma'amur Rabbanon, get Yevama Mahani, Mishum de Mahani Ba'alma. I'll tell you why. Because a get in general works. We'll say, what does a get do? In the Welt, right? In the world, what does a get do? It dissolves a marital union. Di Amrit Lo Mahani, because if you say that when you give a get to your Yevama, it has no effect, Amri, people will say, get lotsia, the chalitza lotsia. People will say, listen, get and chalitza kind of the same thing. Right? A get goes ahead and dissolves a marriage, chalitza dissolves a marriage, umidi get lo mahani, and since a get doesn't work over here, chalitza lo mahani, also chalitza doesn't really dissolve. Incredible, I will say. Listen to this. What are Chazal concerned about? 
in, in halacha, we have two mechanisms for marital dissolution. What are the two mechanisms? Chalitz and get. And people kind of equate the two. So the Gemara says, what, we, what are we concerned about? If giving a get has absolutely no impact upon the Yavama, and if we ignore it, once you give a get, we say, ah, th- th- nothing, nothing happened, and you could still do Yibam, people are going to confuse get and Chalitza, and they're going to think that what? That even after Chalitza, Halacha Lameisa what? A person could go ahead and engage in Bia with the Yavama. And I will say, of course, there's nothing further from the truth. Because once you do Chalitza, then what? There is an Isra Da'oraisa to go ahead and live with this woman. Therefore, in order to avoid that confusion, Chazal said, once you give a get, Yibam is off limits. So I will say, we'll stop over here. We'll continue with the Sugya tomorrow. Shkoyach.